hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Rec, and then we talk about it. It's all right there in the name. Uh, my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? It is going so well. Uh, it is um, a, a little damp today in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, out, outside, yeah. Well, maybe inside, too depending on your house situation. So I'm feeling pretty warm and cozy inside, but you know, if you are damp inside, then uh, that's too bad. Search your soul. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it's a, it's a good, uh, good day to talk about a great episode of Parks and Rec. We see competence on display in full force throughout this episode. And even in where it seems like there is incompetence, competence rises in a surprising place. And so um, that's my summary of this episode. How's that sound to you? That was that was really good. I was it's, surprised. It was completely vague. Um, but I figured, you know, we don't have to put it all out there for him. Let the like listener guess. Like a flower guess. rising through the crack on a sidewalk. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I've been watching American Beauty. Um, just a no, I just saw that, plastic uh, that, bag that, floating that. in the alley. <laughs> No, that dumb commercial where like the, the kid like protects the, the flower on the sidewalk and then they plant it. And then years later, after they've managed their financial portfolio, it's the park is full of the same flower. Have you seen that one? I have not. <laughs> I have no idea okay. what you're talking about. <laughs> there you go. Watch more TV, kids. <laughs> I feel like I watch a, a lot of TV, but I also fast forward through a lot of commercials. So maybe I've just missed that. Um, but the, uh, the, the main thing about this episode is campaigns going great for Leslie's team. Bobby uh, is, is not doing well. So they bring in a new campaign manager, which creates tension on the A plot. On the B plot, Chris is telling Ron that they need to hire somebody to pick up the slack because Leslie's not there. So they need to accomplish a government project. And that's the B plot. Um, and, uh, and it's pretty great. So Jeremy, which plot do you want to start with? Uh, a, let's start with the a plot. All right. The a plot, uh, starts with the cold open. So that's convenient for us. Start at the beginning. Um, and it is a, uh, an episode of, uh, the final word with purd. <laughs> so we already know this is going to be a wonderful episode because purd happily is with us. We also learned a couple things. First of all, his name on the TV show, everything's written in like a serif font, right? And like looks mm -hmm. official on the, the title of the card. But then they have a handwritten purd show up <laughs> and it looks like it's written by a child, which I love. Because, um, I mean, that's just one of the ways that purd is just like, no, I'm going to really make this my own. The other important thing that we learn is that purd is short. For Perdrick. Per, <laughs> his name is Perdrick L. Happley. And uh, now I want to know Perdrick. what the L stands for. <laughs> so, oh, that's a good, good point. Yeah. Now, anytime there's a middle name, I kind of just want to know. I, like if somebody just writes the middle name, like the initial. It's like, well, what, what is it that you were like, I need to distinguish myself from other Perdrick Happleys, but I don't want to use my whole middle name. That's the question. So, listener, if you know what the L stands for, let us know. Send us an email, parksandconversation at gmail.com. 
And uh, yeah, and so he's having uh, people come in and talk about the current city council campaign between Leslie and Bobby Newport. And uh, Leslie, uh, the people are saying Leslie seems to be doing great. And they say, you know, it, it is all really a great campaign being managed by Ben Wyatt. Everything's going so good. And then they talk about the Bobby Newport campaign and how his new his uh, numbers are, are falling. And um, he's on vacation in Spain. And one of the people says he's not on vacation. He's hiding because every time the guy speaks, he puts his foot in his mouth and purr. He's like, that is a hilarious image. A foot in a mouth. <laughs> and the lady's like, it's a common expression. And Bert, I love his response. Like, okay, <laughs> I guess if you say so. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. So Pert is uh, just the worst person on television. Like, you should not have a show. But um, it is a, it's pretty great. So but he Leslie. Talk, but he talks like somebody who should be on TV. So. Exactly. He has he, one. He has just empty talk. Um, but he he has a voice that sounds authoritative, but he's only saying <laughs> yeah. nonsense. So uh, so that works out perfectly for him. Um, yeah, so it's uh, pretty that the folks are watching. Um, everybody's pretty happy about what's going on. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, so Leslie says uh, talking head with Leslie, like we're just basically kicking butt um, and I have the best campaign manager anyone could ever have. Um, and, uh, and then she starts describing Ben, which is a gun, a running joke throughout this episode. Um, as a, he, this time he's a brilliant, sexy little hummingbird. <laughs> um, but uh, all of the, the descriptors are about how small he is. <laughs> so, yeah. um, which is funny. And later on, he'll be like, do you want me to be taller? <laughs> so <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's the cold open that come to the credits and, uh, they are, uh, building their plan. And Ben is, is saying, listen, we need to get the senior citizen vote because seniors are the only ones who vote in local elections. Um, and so they need the to get the endorsement, vote. the gray vote. Yeah. They need to get the endorsement of Ned Jones played by Carl Reiner, which is another wonderful little gem of awesome in this episode um and uh and so they go to reveal their plan to uh to to carl to ned jones who they call the grandfather um because he's like the godfather and the grandfather grand um and uh and so they go and meet him and uh, <laughs> this is the intro to carl Re to carl reiner's character is so wonderful and um he's at his desk and they come in and they're like Oh, so great to meet you. Please don't get up. And he says, I can't. <laughs> like shocks, like, oh, and he's like, ah, I'm just joking. I can, but it's difficult. <laughs> uh, and I don't know of anybody who could make me believe that as much as Carl Reiner. Right. He's so perfect. But then he doubles down and says, but I, but I can't do it. <laughs> but, it, yeah. but it's hard and then he goes on to say look i don't have a lot of time and ben is like oh i'm so sorry is it cancer he's like no i don't have a lot of time before my swim aerobics <laughs> uh so it's yeah ned jones is just fantastic um and so then they say listen we we have a plan three words ramp up pawnee and uh we uh are going to uh, make buildings wheelchair accessible 
because there aren't enough ramps in the um, Impani. And that is the third highest complaint behind everything hurts and I'm dying. (laughs) 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 I'm not, I I love that I'm dying is a complaint. (laughs) Yeah. Is there, is there anything you'd like to tell management? I'm dying. <gasps> I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh man. I just, I love, I just love it so much. Um, and then they continue on in the meeting. Um, and Leslie's talking about the whole plan and she says, listen, stairs are a young man's game. <laughs> and that's like, you got that right. <laughs> Speaking his language. <laughs> stairs are a young man's game. And that is another one of those uh, the, the lines that I say often in our home whenever I have to go upstairs <laughs> or downstairs. Stairs are a young man's game. <laughs> Judah, will you go get you me have, that thing? And you have, <laughs> you're young and you have yeah. stairs everywhere you go. I know I can't get to my my living area of my house without stairs. So even going yeah. down to the lower level, I require stairs from every way. Like I have no ramps on my property. So, yeah, I've got no ramps. I think that's a Pinocchio song. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they are, um, so they're giving the plan. And then Ned says, listen, why, why should I listen to you and not um, Ben's, or not ben, uh, not Bobby's new campaign manager, Jen Barkley? Um, and, and that's when they learn about Jen. Like, Newport is hiring somebody to, uh, to come and run the campaign. And this is making, they're looking him up and she's amazing. She's like very influential, very, very powerful person. Uh, and Leslie starts to seem to panic and Ben starts to smile because he's like, they're scared. We're winning. We're gaining on them and they're scared. And so there's like, we have the, we have their campaign right where we want them, which is, you know, it's really great. We get to see Ben's like, uh, you know, political, astuteness here like he knows what's going on and this is a good sign for them that they're making this move right now so they set up a meeting on their turf at jj's diner and uh and so they they go and uh they but they find out that jen got there first so she's already like building friends with the jj diner staff which is going to be important later um and uh so they, they're, they're chatting and, and Ben basically says, what are you doing here? This is so much, we looked you up. This is, this campaign is so beneath you. And she's like, you're right. <laughs> and Jen, I should also mention, Jen is played by, uh, uh, Catherine Hahn, right? Is that her yeah. name? Yeah. Catherine Hahn, yeah. who is, uh, Agatha on WandaVision. Um, and, once again, uh, in the MCU, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep bringing that up. There's so many. Parks and Rec people in the MCU. Yes. All we need now. So many. I was really hoping that uh, Nick Offerman would be Ego, the living planet. But That'd be amazing. What are you going to do? Because he's already got the mustache. And in the comics, mm-hmm. Ego, the living planet, has a mustache. As most planets do. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, Jen is like, listen. Bobby's a moron. <laughs> and I told I told Nick Newport I'm not going to do this. Your son's a moron. He's a loser. But then he paid me twenty five two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, uh, and so then um, six six weeks of work, right? Which is a good good rate if you can get it. Uh, and so 
she basically is saying like, I'm just here for the money and I needed to get out of DC. It's too stressful. To which Leslie says, do you know Joe Biden? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh yeah. It's like, Joe's my, uh, my celebrity, uh, my celebrity crush. Um, and, uh, and she's like, you can do better than Joe Biden. And Leslie's like, no, I can't. And Ben is sitting right there. (laughs) She's like giggling. No, I can't. Um, and once again, Ben looks, Ben looks right at the camera. Like, come on, come on guys. Somebody help me out. What's happening. What is going on in this bizarro, uh, Pawnee universe that Ben has found himself in. Um, and so, uh, so yeah. So after the meeting, Ben and Leslie go back to their place, their campaign headquarters at Andy's house. And, um, they, uh, are happy after the meeting and they turn on Purd's show and Purd is interviewing Jen and Jen basically takes her down as saying that she is uh, just one more bureaucrat who's only a big government and only thinks about, you know, the status quo, essentially. So she's wrong for Pawnee. Um, and then it the cuts to it like the they're they're like shocked, Ben and Leslie. But then they cut to an ad for the after the commercial break. And at, uh, they take Leslie's ad as a child and have, I believe, Paul Rudd, sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd, uh, officially because of uh, People Magazine. Um, okay, you weren't just saying that. Like, no, no, you. that was just okay. this week. He was proclaimed yeah. sexiest man alive. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I don't know who votes on that. Uh, but I also People. like, you know, like Idris Elba won a couple years ago. One was appointed, mm-hmm. declared. He's still alive. Right. What happened? How did, how did Paul Rudd? Two years older. Is that it? I, I don't know. I don't know what the what the qualifications are. But well, well, one is to be a man, I guess. And yeah, being you have to be sexy, alive. man, and alive. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, I just don't know. Anyway, sexiest man alive, I'm Paul putting, Rudd. Why can't I put in for next year? Like, why why are they always like these famous people who are good looking? Like, yeah. You know what, Jeremy? It's not fair. Show them, man. You need to be well, like, you need to be like April entering Miss Pawnee. Um, at least you didn't make any friends along the way. <laughs> so, um, what? No, it's just, yeah, then I would do it. All right, cool. Keep us posted. Let us know how we can help. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, so vote, vote early and vote often. I will. Absolutely. Let's, 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 all right, listener, let's work together. <laughs> let's make, I mean, most of you have probably never seen what Jeremy looks like. Cause he's ultra secret on the internet. Um, but, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, let's make Jeremy sexiest man alive. It'll just be a Twitter egg on the cover of, <laughs> of uh, they'll be like, you know what it is? It's the mystery about him. We hear he's tall. <laughs> it is. Yeah. The scuttlebutt. <laughs> well, that's one of the other characteristics is scuttlebutt. <laughs> Right. Why not? Why can't it be based on on you know awkward personality? I think if Paul Rudd can win, I you know have yeah. a shot. You know what? The sky's the limit. Um, because after the sky is the space, and that's when you can't breathe anymore. Um, so sexiest man alive, Paul Rudd is narrating Leslie's new video that they're making as a campaign, um, basically mocking young Leslie, um, in like a whiny voice, saying that she wants to you know have a unicorn and all that stuff. Um, and so, uh, 
so they are watching this and like, oh, they, they're doing this. And the main thrust of the, the ad is that city government is a job for adults, not children. Leslie Nope is wrong for Pawnee. Uh, and so they're kind of panicked by this shift in the tone of the campaign. But they need to go to the presentation and um, <laughs> go to the presentation and just convince the seniors. They, they know they need the senior vote. Um, and mm-hmm. so they go and um, they are uh, getting things started. And when um, talking through all the different things, like she's coming in on a on a uh, on a scooter, like racing in on a little like, you know, rascal scooter or a jazzy, the hover round, whatever your brand of choice is. And she uh, comes in and is like trying to get up on the platform and she's like, uh oh. Stairs, <laughs> um, and then, but I'm she's not like, a but, professional mountain climber. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, and so she, um, uh, she goes to starts laying out her plan, like with Ramp Up Pawnee, we're going to make it possible for you to get into all of the government buildings because stairs are young young man's game, um, and so with that, uh, people are excited, but then. Uh, Ned Jones enters in um, because, well, first of all, there's a guy who says your plan is just a worse version of Bobby Newport's plan. So there's a plant in the senior center. Um, and then Ned but Jones like, comes like in. like how he says yeah. to start, he goes, ramps are an idiot's game. <laughs> yeah. Ramps are an idiot's game. Uh, yeah. And so then Ned Jones comes in with Jen. It's like, Ned, but as he's coming in, he's like, Ned Jones is here. Ned Jones is here. <laughs> Um, and, uh, he is, uh, then talks about how, um, you know, Bobby Newport's plan is better instead of ramps. It's electric lifts outside of every outdoor staircase in Pawnee. And the, the tagline for this is the stairs should do the work for you. Mm -hmm. So, so um, escalators. Yeah. Escalators would also work. Have you ever. Have you ever actually, I mean, I, I go to these places with the, the lift. Um, I don't need, like, there are people who I know, like who could benefit from the lift, but someone has to operate it. <laughs> no one's ever there to operate the lift. So it ends up like people go looking for a ramp or something. So anyway, it's a bother. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bother. Don't they have, do they have controls on the lift itself? Um, well, you would think, but, um, no, I don't know. Anyway, there's no way to know. I'm perplexed till we get, till we get old. I go, I will just have to wait. I mean, some of us will get there sooner than others, but, um, (laughs) so, uh, only only by age. (laughs) That's usually how it works. Um, so then, uh, so Bobby Newport gets, the Ned Jones endorsement, which is a crushing blow to the Nope campaign. Um, and we see Ben and Leslie next reading through the newspaper. Um, and, uh, you know, the newspaper saying they're stumbling. The Nope, camp- nope campaign seems to be rolling down a ramp to nowhere, <laughs> which was a, <laughs> uh, you know, a campaign problem for, I think it was, uh, was it? Chris Christie in New Jersey building a bridge to nowhere. Um, like somebody like yeah. 
put a lot of money into a project that didn't have a bridge project that didn't have a, a destination essentially so it's a bridge to nowhere um and so they're like we're getting crushed by a guy who's not even in the country um and then ben starts to uh to get flummoxed here he's like i wish i was better at this and then maybe you could be making out with some floozy in Majorca. um <laughs> um and so Ben's like, I don't know, we could try to get on Purge show. I don't know. And he starts mumbling. Like, Maybe I'll just go down there. <laughs> like he walks out of the room. <laughs> just kind of walks off. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's completely flummoxed um, by uh, Jen's just um, judo of this whole campaign. Um, and so Leslie goes and has a confrontation with uh, Jen uh, at JJ's diner again. And, uh, she comes in and trying to call her a two faced carpet bagging a person and a carpet bagger, somebody who's just coming out of, uh, out of town to come in and like win elections. It's from the 1800s. The carpet bag was a kind of suitcase with basically saying like, you cannot, you, you're not even from here is the whole, the whole dig at being a carpet bagger. Um, and so uh jen keeps interrupting and saying like i want to let me buy you something anything it's on me and she's trying to be nice here and Liz is like i've been practicing this insult the whole way over here so please let me just get it out of the way <laughs> um and uh and and jen's like i can sense you're angry <laughs> uh and so leslie says like you stole my idea and yours won't even work ramps are more practical less expensive than lifts my idea is better and jen's like oh yeah i don't i don't doubt it but i don't care <laughs> Which is Jen's whole mode throughout this whole campaign is I don't care about this town at all. None of what we're doing right. matters. I'm just trying to win. Um, and so uh, Leslie does not understand this because she loves the city so much. How can somebody not want the best for the city and only be thinking about winning? Um, and so. Uh, so, yeah, so Leslie's like, listen, I'll get you some waffles that you love. Or Jen says, I'm going to get you some waffles that you love. Like, How do you know I love waffles? It's my job to know. So, um, so they keep talking, uh, and Jen's like, what's your, what's your Ben's next move for you? And she's and like, Leslie, I'm not gonna tell you. And so Jen's then, then like diagnoses the whole, the whole plan. You're going to go on that perm show again. <laughs> so you can tell everyone that I stole your idea. <laughs> and Leslie's like, it's purred first of all. And no. Um, and then, then she's like, that's a bad idea because you go on there. People think oh, you're just being petty or a sore loser. Goody, goody. Um, and so she just kind of breaks it all down and Leslie's just there watching her, which, um, Play is, both sides. yeah. And Jen even says like, when you love chess and you don't have anything to play with, which I don't, uh, you just gotta play by yourself. And, and so she's playing it all out. Like the chessboard is all in front of her. Um, and then, yeah. So like even saying like the plant Newport plan is too expensive. She's like, you, you're just saying that because you don't want to spend money on seniors. And we would just say you can never spend too much on seniors. Um, and so like basically saying you need to have a better idea, come up with something better, uh, like a free service, a shuttle service or something. And Jen's like, yeah, that could work. Uh, and Leslie's just there like, wow, like you just gave me a way to beat you. And Jen doesn't care. Right. Cause she's going to get paid either way. Um, right. And then she's like, the server comes over and it's like waffles and a cappuccino. Uh, and uh, Leslie JJ's doesn't have a cappuccino. And just like, Oh, I does. I bought them one. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so then at the purge show, uh, Ben and Leslie are talking and like, you talk to Jen without me. And I was like, I just wanted to tell her how much of a jerk she was. Uh, and so, which is not a great idea. Um, 
but uh, they get on the show and, and Jen is in both of their heads as they're trying to work this whole thing out. And Ben's like, you should not get advice from your other person, uh, from the other person's campaign. Um, and so uh, it's like, we need to work together. You can't go out on your own out here. Um, and so, and then this is another one of the times where Leslie says, oh, what does she say about it? Talks about how he's small, <laughs> essentially. Um, so Perd says, let's begin the show by starting it. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> let's begin the show by starting it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a logical place to start. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, um, she, <laughs> so let's let, let's see, like, our Perd says, let's see, you claim that Newport campaign stole your idea. Um, and, uh, and she's like, yeah, they did. We were working on pawn up ramp, uh, ramp up Pawnee, uh, for weeks. And then Jen just interrupts. This is politics as usual. Bobby Newport's plan is better for seniors, better for Pawnee. Um, and then Leslie says, our plan is more practical. It's cheaper. And there she goes, um, again. And Perd says, I don't know where she went the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where she went the first time. Um. And then uh, Bobby Newport, she says, you know, Bobby cares about better, not cheaper. And then Pert says, our flash poll seems to agree. 78% of those who surveyed prefer the Newport plan to the note plan. Um, and and Jen says, that's why no, Ned Jones endured, it, uh, endorsed us. Um, and, uh, and then uh, she's like, I think Leslie is getting off track. Uh, but this is about is not it's not about the thing and let's like no it's about punny and that's what i care about and all bobby cares about is going off and spending time with the floozy and then this is when jen like does the crushing blow for this interview maybe uh you see she's less um you know he was not just out there like he's trying to convince a european company to build a factory in punny and that woman is a, a anti-landmine advocate I didn't realize that you were pro landmine. <laughs> 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 and yeah, and then Perd's like, yeah. So like he, she claims he's trying to build something for Pawnee and he, the woman, the floozy is anti landmine. So that therefore Leslie is pro landmine. Um, and, uh, and, and then Perd is like, I'm not here to declare a winner, but Jennifer is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and now it's time for to move to our next segment, which is a commercial. <laughs> so, oh, I love Pert so much. So Ben Classic and Leslie bird. are at the at a bar, and they're like, "We can't win. She's too good. She's like a hurricane. She's everywhere." And then she literally shows up. <laughs> Jennifer Barkley shows up, uh, and uh, and she's just like, "Hey, you guys are stepping up. You guys, that was really fun. Uh, you almost got me." Um, and then. Let's see, like, well, I could have if Bobby wasn't doing those companies, bringing those factories here. And she's like, oh, that I made that up. <laughs> so but don't challenge me. That will backfire. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Jen is like just cutthroat in all of this. And then uh, but she's also paying for the bill for them. <laughs> so it's like she's nice about it, which is the hardest thing. Um, right. So like they would be friends otherwise, probably. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so there, th- this is where the campaign ends with them is like, all right, 
the they seemed the Newport campaign seemed panicked, but uh, Jen is really good, and so we have to redo our whole strategy. Is what it feels like at the end of that arc or that part of the episode. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't and it doesn't end like like the story is like a to be continued part, mm-hmm. which obviously the campaign arc is, but like this thing with Jen didn't just wrap up. So yeah. That's right. uh, that's one. This is one of the reasons why I actually I really like this episode because it's like oh we have something to look forward to. This is a formidable foe. Like this is a a bigger problem than just twenty two minutes can solve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is great. And Catherine Hahn is so good. She's yeah. so good in this in this role. And um, yeah, so the uh, so that's the A plot. The B plot then. Um, Ron goes to Chris's office, and uh, <laughs> Chris is doing upside down or, or yeah, upside down sit-ups or gravity sit-ups. Some, somehow his feet are hanging, uh, from a apparatus. Uh, he's hanging by his feet from an apparatus. That's how you say that. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, what are you doing? Um, and so it was like, we basically called Ron up to say, uh, Leslie's gone. Your department normally should normally have 10 people. You have seven. And Ron's like, yeah, because I try not to, uh, I try to be inefficient, essentially. <laughs> I try to do as little as possible in our government. Um, and uh, and so Chris is like, you, you've got things falling behind. You need uh, to hire somebody to pick up the slack with Leslie because she's stepped back from her responsibilities and then she's going to be splitting time between the, the um, city council and parks if she wins. And so you need somebody to pick up the slack. Um, and Ron does not want to do that at all. Um, because, uh, you know, it's against his, his whole ethos to have a, uh, another person working in the government. Um, and so Chris says, well, if you don't want to do that, you have to complete a government project, which Ron is also opposed to. <laughs> and then he gives this wonderful, uh, memory. It's like, um, I can either hire somebody, which I hate or complete a, a government project, which I loathe. It's kind of like when my dad asked me to choose between two calves to slaughter. <laughs> I couldn't choose. So I slaughtered both. <laughs> they were delicious. Um, and so Ron is in this difficult place. And so he, uh, it, he goes to Anne's office to um, ask her if she would help uh, them complete what seems to be the simplest project of all time um, to <laughs> get the people of Pawnee to uh, no longer make out with water fountains. <laughs> which is gross and that's what i wrote in my notes pawnee is gross with water fountains because <laughs> and, and ann is talking about it and they're cut to all these people drinking from water fountains um and she's like they they just put their whole mouth around the fountain and so if you if you drink from one water fountain you you're basically kissing everybody in pawnee <laughs> um and so they uh have to come up with a solution for this this is their government project um, so they set up a water fountain in the middle of the bullpen for the parks department, which is, what I just love that this do. is the problem, right? No, a hundred percent. But just the fact that like, this is the thing that the writers chose to, to show as a problem and punny, you know what? Everyone puts their mouths on the water spigots at right. drinking fountains. Yeah. And I would imagine it's per- I would imagine it's perfect. That, that's that what, that's what like four year olds do. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like this is something that one of the writers saw somebody do when they were in elementary school. 
<laughs> right. And and they're like, what could be something that is weird about Pawnee that, <laughs> that could be a, a project that they could fix? And so like probably Harris, right? Harris Whittles was like, you know, when I was in elementary school, my friend uh, Jarris, he uh, <laughs> drank water yeah. really weird. And he put his whole mouth over the thing. What if everybody in Pawnee did that? <laughs> and they're like, that's it. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And so Andy is there as the, uh, the one to try to test all of the possible solutions. Perfect. Because he is the, the epitome of the Pawnee male. Um, dumb <laughs> and thirsty. And so, uh, so Jerry has a good idea. And he's like, I found, what if we had something like this cage thing? Which is like something that you would put around like a light is what it kind of looks like. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't yeah. break like an outdoor light. So the bulb doesn't break. And so they put it around there and, and uh, Andy comes up and he like puts the water on. He tries to drink it and he just takes the cage off, throws it and then proceeds to make out with the, um, <laughs> <laughs> with the water fountain. Uh, and then Tom's suggestion is designer water coming in a case, <laughs> which he's like, what kind of water fountain is the best? How about no water fountain? <laughs> so he gets into total pitch mode uh, and, and uh, Anne's like, no, that's dumb. <clears throat> and then she turns to April. April, what's your idea? And her idea is I want to finish this book. <laughs> so Anne just throws it on the ground. And then ask Donna and Donna's response is, do I look like I drink water? <laughs> <laughs> so so it's going great. This simple project is uh, not uh, as simple as it seemed. And, uh, and so they keep trying and things like, well, what if we turn the pressure up and, uh, um, as Anne gets, uh, gets wet, like it, like it splashes on Anne or, or April. I can't remember now that I'm, anyway, it turns into a water fight <laughs> essentially, uh, because everybody is, you know, having fun with this. Um, and, uh, everybody's getting splashed and, uh, and, we don't know how long the water fight goes on, but it goes on long enough that they go beyond just having a water fight with the water fountain in the middle of the office. They also then um, like Andy gets a whole bunch of water balloons uh, and tapes them to himself. Uh, and so he's running around as a kamikaze. Uh, and so when Chris and Ron come to see their, their progress and all the chaos, um, it is a, uh, it is a mess. And, uh, Andy, uh, Ron yells to get everybody to stop. Tom is under the desk saying everything I'm wearing is suede. Everything I'm wearing is suede. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's going nuts. Everybody's soaked and they all stop when Ron, um, tells them to, to, to stop except for Andy who runs up with all the water balloons taped to himself and crashes into Chris and yells, hugs him and like, kamikaze. Uh, and Chris is just shocked <laughs> that all of this happened. <laughs> So, um, and so, uh, yeah, so this project is not going well. And so then we hear, um, you know, that they're fast forward a little bit. They're in the last round of interviews and, um, and Ron tells April, normally I would be proud of you for wasting a whole day of work, but this is one of those rare cases where that's a bad idea. <laughs> uh, and Ron seems defeated. Um, and like let, April's like, so there's really going to be a weird person coming in and working here. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess so. Um, which, which is the start of like the whole, the whole point of this, the whole part that I love about this is like, 
what would what would april rather have a new weird person or to actually have to try <laughs> right like that's how much she hates people it's great yeah so april um then like as ron is about to go um to his doom of hiring a new person um they call in um chris and ron to say like hey no we actually solved the problem and they solved the problem by just removing the splash guard because there's you can't make out with with the water fountain if there's no splash guard it's just a, a water shooting straight up and i love that andy andy does it because he's the one who you know, like is modeling it and yeah. he does he's like i did it he's like, like oh what good huh? job babe <laughs> <laughs> he, he uh, is like he saw enough as seen on tv things which he loves. Right. We know this because of earlier in the series when they go to Bed Bath and Beyond's like, I've seen that on TV. Um, <laughs> to know how to act in those commercials. <laughs> like, like, have you has this ever happened to you? You know, that he's that guy it's happened to. So um, yeah. And so Chris is like, this is efficient, it's cost effective, it's simple, excellent. So they don't need to hire a replacement for Leslie. Um, and then uh cut to Ron and Anne sitting on the bench in Ron's office. Um, and, uh, Ron is saying like, listen, I'd like to talk to you about your future in the department, <laughs> which is so weird because they're sitting like side by side and like on a bench <laughs> and I says, look, I, um, and just says, look, I know that April told you that this was my solution, but it was April, um, who came up with the solution and she's really the best one to do this, um, to take over for Leslie, uh, because you know. She cares when, and when she cares, she'll do a good job. And Ron's like, I agree. And then he reaches over to his right and just pulls out a stick and a knife and starts whittling. And, and it's like, are we done? And Ron's response is like, oh, you're still here. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> um, so that, which is funny because in, in the episode that I watched, he pulls out a book. Oh, really? Weird. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, like I know that there's director cuts and there's there's different episodes. Like if you watch the DVD versions versus the the aired versions, um, sometimes they're they're a little bit different. But yeah, in mine, he pulls out a book and just starts reading. Like doesn't even say anything. And same thing. She's like, "Oh, should I go?" He's like, "Oh, you're still here." And the book that he's reading is "Paddle Your Own Canoe" by Nick Offerman. Oh, really? Yeah, it's funny. Wow, brilliant. Um, well, now I wish I had that one because then Nick Offerman would be in universe for Parks and Recreation. I don't even know what the implications of that would be. Well, here's the question. Are we in universe for Parks and Recreation? Yes. Because then what? we could actually go live there and I'm, I'm for it. I don't know if I'd want to live in Punny, but snurling sounds good. Um snarling at least go visit sure and visit and see like take me to your media empire <laughs> take take me to your toy no, store no. that makes custom toys <laughs> <laughs> see that's okay this is taking us way too long to get to this point but what would be the first place that you would visit if you could actually go to Pani? jj's diner uh, yes that's that was my answer as well yeah like, okay but then what then what the little Sebastian Memorial. Oh man, I might go to Tommy's closet. <laughs> is it a well, listener? Spoiler alert! Yeah, is that I know. Even still I know. A thing? Uh, yeah, 
I, yeah, I don't know if it's a thing or it wasn't a thing. Yeah, I guess it depends upon what's around when. Yeah. Oh, wait, because Tommy's closet took over because rent a, he ran Rent-A-Swag out of business. Right. So Rent-A-Swag closed. Tommy's closet was still around. So in theory. So. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I, anyway, I could be on board yeah, I, I for either sports, of those. I go to the sports complex for sure. <laughs> sports complex. Um, <laughs> JJ's Diner. I'd visit the smallest park. Um, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I'd go to, yeah, I'd try I, to go I, to I, the I, Grizzle headquarters. I was just thinking that too. Go to Grizzle. Uh, try to see if I could pick up a copy of Cones and Dunshire. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that would be, yeah, there's so many good things to do. So. Yeah, listener, where where would you go? Like, regardless of time, like timeline, like where would what are the places that you would have wanted to visit, um, at any point in the mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, yeah, series? Tell us, email us, parksandconversation at gmail dot com. Tell us where would you go, listener? I mean, obviously, obviously, City Hall because I want to see all of the murals, right? Yes. Yes, we were watching sad. a mural or an episode out of sequence in like season six. And in the mural that was in the background, no name is given, no explanation is given, but that seems like somebody was hit by a car and a clown was delivering aid. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I'm so excited now to see that. <laughs> and I paused. I was like, you, you family, what do you think's going on in that mural? <laughs> What do you think the name of this mural is? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, is the best medicine. <laughs> 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 Something like that. Uh, so, yeah. So, it, uh, I'm pretty excited about when we get to that. So, um, yeah. So, then uh, the credit scene, Ron goes to April and says, listen, I need you to pick up Slack. Um, and I, I don't want you to waste your brain. You're too smart to just waste your brain doing nothing. Uh, and so April agrees. And so then uh, Ron calls Chris and says, listen, April's going to pick up uh, some of the things that Leslie is uh, not able to do. And uh, Chris is like, excellent. I've, I've loved April from day one. And Ron just hangs up on him. <laughs> and they're both like, just like, yes, <laughs> that was the perfect response. <laughs> so and that's the episode. Two plots. Yeah. Independent of each other, essentially. But uh, yeah, good episode. And I love I love it when when. When Ron asks and he says, and he says, please. And she says, okay, only because you begged. Right. So <laughs> only yeah. because you begged. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So, simple episode. Everyone was pretty much everyone was in it again. And mm-hmm. uh, even in small roles, I think one of my favorite Jerry parts was when April is just spraying him with the hose up against the window mm-hmm. <laughs> during the water fight. Uh, Cause he wasn't in it a lot. And uh, yeah, Donna just saying, yeah, do I look like I drink water? Do I look like I drink water? <laughs> yeah. So very, uh, yeah, great episode. Um, I'm trying to find it on IMD. Uh, here we are. Cause I didn't, uh, see what it was rated before we jumped into it. So oh, it's a eight, it's an 8.0. 8.0. I don't know, guys. Are you, are people even paying attention anymore? Well, it's a, it's a pretty good episode. So, hmm. Anyway. Yeah, right. I liked it. I like. What, yeah. did, what did you think? How did, it. How does this? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's great. I wish. Um, it's episodes like this that make me wish the campaign season was longer, to get more dynamic with Jen. Um, yeah. But yeah, Jen Barkley is just so good. Uh, such a great character. 
uh yeah so and i liked i liked how it felt like with jen there like even though like bobby newport was in the background so it's like Mm -hmm. it kind of felt like paul rudd was around even though we never really saw him yeah we heard him maybe heard him i think we heard him anyway yeah so and i I, yeah yeah, purred jen carl reiner is a delight was a delight because r.i.p carl reiner um Mm -hmm. but yeah so good so many good things so yeah, so next episode is, is lucky. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, listener, tell us what you thought. Tell us where you would go if you could go to Pawnee. And next episode is what, Jeremy? Uh, lucky. Leslie's campaign could be in big trouble when she records a TV interview after a couple of drinks. Meanwhile, oh, April right. tries to start Chris with Andy's women's studies professor, but things go unexpectedly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, this is good. We have a, a guest a star on this episode. Um, yes. Who is it? Where an airport's you? involved. An airport is involved. Um, what's the guy's name? He's Jack from Nick and uh, from Will and Grace. He's not immediately listed on the episode sheet. Oh, Sean Hayes. There he is. Sean Hayes as Buddy Wood. So, yeah, it'll be fun. All right. Well, I'm excited. Listener, enjoy the rest of your life. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> And then stop enjoying it for a little bit to listen to this podcast and then get back to enjoying your life. How's that? Podcasts are a young man's game. (laughs) I'm not a professional mountain climber. Um, Yeah. All right. Well, Jeremy, I'll talk to you later, sir. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.